0: Here's your conservative but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Oh, well that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, and I am your host, Todd Huff. You can always email me with your thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, etc. I'll even accept your adoration and praise at Todd at ToddhuffShow.com. Again, we're streaming hour number one live on Facebook, facebook.com slash Todd Show. Hour number two, by the way, hour number two is streaming, will be streaming on YouTube. You can catch that on our, our YouTube channel. Just uh, search, uh, search the Todd Huff Show there and be sure to subscribe. We're going to be doing that for the foreseeable future. Um, and there'll be some other things on YouTube as well as we continue to grow and expand the program and so forth. And so... Oh, you know this is this is one of the i'm gonna say toughest days that I have had coming on to this program um There are so many things to talk about, so many emotions, so much violence, so many emotions, so much violence, and just so many elements. To what's going on some of these things going back for generations some of these things um, some of these actions that we've seen are exploiting circumstances and people and raw emotions some of these things benefit uh, people in positions of power which is reprehensible i mean there are there are and and then all the details right i mean I'm just outside of Indianapolis where riots and, yes, of course, peaceful protests as well on Friday in particular took place. And then on Saturday, all metaphorical hell broke loose here and in other cities around the country and not just around the country. Countries now around the, the world. This is um, – of course, we've got COVID still sitting – which is now taking a back burner position here so there's a lot of things a whole lot to get to and you know it's a day like this that I really am what's the word I want to use I'm really pleased about the format of this program and what do I mean by that I mean you know, a, a talk radio, I know some of you listen to this as a podcast, uh, some of you listen, watch this on Facebook or whatever else, but this program really has its roots in talk radio. And I know for many radio is is dead, but that's just the name of the format. Wherever you listen to it, in my mind, is kind of, it doesn't matter as it pertains to the point here, which is, you know, talk radio is this I think an intimate environment. You know, there's nothing else to distract you. If you're on Facebook, you're distracted by my uh, face for radio there. But there's nothing else to distract you. You have the the theater of the mind. You can imagine. You can, you know, talk radio is engaging. There's no other distractions. I always remember when I first started listening to talk radio to the great Rush Limbaugh who I know um, had a, shared his heart last week um, with his audience about the difficulties, and he's not a complainer, but the difficulties of going through his very challenging treatments for lung cancer. This round three, he said, is kicking him in the backside. And, but but I, I learned a lot from him, and he, he said something once that I don't think will ever leave me. Uh, as I think about the power of this medium again wherever you listen whether it's on your iphone or on your samsung device or on your ipad or desktop or through your smart tv your radio driving in the car it doesn't matter where it's just the 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 connection that we're able to have is I think the most powerful connection through media that there is this is not a Performance. This is not a show. This isn't scripted. This is just me and you sitting down and having a conversation. And I remember Rush saying. I remember Rush saying years ago that he said, uh, you know, comparing when he he had a, he had a television show at one time, comparing television listener responses to radio listener responses, and he said, when I was on the radio. He said people would say, Hey, I like what you had to say about this. You made a good point about that. Whatever. He said when I was on TV, I would get question or comments like, Hey, I like the tie that you wore last week. And that kind of sums up for me why I like and I'm on Facebook again and I'm on YouTube and those are great platforms, whatever. But this is to me something that this is just a a, a conversation. The format allows us to have that that conversation. And and even though you know there's other mediums and the, you know folks are there's all different things out there. In fact, tomorrow when our newsletter goes out, I'm going to write about this too. Some of the things I talk about here today, um, and that's a different a different approach for me. Right? It's it's very similar, but it's also different. And there's some different things that you can do that when writing for a newsletter or for a blog or what have you. And by the way, if you want to subscribe to that, they go out on Tuesday, those email newsletters, later in the day, in the evening actually. You can subscribe by going to todhuffshow.com slash subscribe, totally free. Or you can text the word Huff, H-U-F-F, to 31996. You'll have to respond with your email, but that's how you can sign up to get the, uh, what I'm going to write about this as well, which would be something I work on the rest of today and maybe finalize tomorrow um anyway so but but talk radio gives us this ability to connect and have this conversation so i want to talk about these these things i want to go back to i'm going to say the beginning of this particular incident which which, which is the tragic death of, uh, of of george floyd and um the video of course is disturbing we've we've said that from the beginning my position has always been and still is to this particular point you know i come at this from the perspective of having served on a jury i come at this as the uh, from the perspective of even though i never went to law school i decided not to do it we you know we i was in a a pre-law program so we would talk about um you know that, that there's certain things that really matter to me. Especially, I was you know studied political science, talked about political philosophy uh, back in in the co- in college days. And these are the sorts of debates and, and things that we have with you know I've had with people over time as well. Discussions, conversations, debates. This concept of uh, just the importance of a, of a of a fair trial. And right now, and please do not misunderstand me, the video is, is problematic. The video, there's a ton of questions that I don't know that there's a good answer to at this point, and I'll get into that. It's, and, and you, you watch the video, you see the officer not respond to the, the pleas for help effectively, um, pleas for his life, even people in the crowd saying, You're going to kill. George Floyd. If you don't get off of him, um, you see nothing. In fact, even a couple of minutes after George Floyd either passes out and/or dies, um, you you see this officer in this in this position. I'm not trying to justify any of that. I'm just trying to say let's have the trial. Let's let this let's let this play out. Um, these things do take time. In fact, today marks the one week point in this uh, from when this incident took place. And he has been charged. So um, I just I don't like these other factors in influencing this too much. Now, Obviously, if you've got corruption and people not acting and covering stuff up, that's not acceptable. That's reprehensible. That's that's wicked and evil. And that needs to be cleaned up immediately. I'm not defending that. This is this has only happened in such a it such a relatively short time ago that I think it's, um, I, I think we've got to let this thing play out a little bit, a little bit better. So it's clearly disturbing. I said it from the beginning. I always try to be fair. I don't like that word fair. In fact, in this household, it's a the, the four letter F word. But you want to be just, you know, you want justice to be carried out in whatever the circumstances. In fact, and I'll get to this too, but when I served on the on the jury that I've talked about on here from time to time, in fact, right around this time 2 years ago was when we delivered our verdict of guilt, a guilty verdict in the case that I served on the jury. And I remember walking into that that final deliberation thinking there's two things I want here. There's two things that I think not just that I want, that I think are the right thing. And the first is this you know, the trial I was on, it was, a, it was terrible. It involved the death of a five-year-old boy named Brayson. And you wanted justice for Brayson. You wanted justice for the sake of justice, but you wanted justice for Brayson. This was a kid who endured a lot of stuff. The crime and his his death, not even including that, everything else before that, all the other evidence that we had seen, uh, just terrible stuff. I mean, really, really bad stuff. And then, of course, ultimately with his death, which was the uh, the most terrible of all. So you wanted justice for that. <clears throat> On top of that, even though the person that we convicted, I think you we all learned in about 30 seconds at the beginning of the trial, actually during the pre trial selection process, from some of this guy's text messages to Brayson's mom, his girlfriend, you realized very quickly he's not a good guy. In fact, you could say a really terrible guy, or at least had a very, very terrible day and was exhibiting some reprehensible, atrocious, evil, wicked behavior on the day that he sent some of these text messages. But it didn't mean necessarily. It could have meant. It could have been, you know, obviously meant explained everything that he was a terrible guy who also killed his uh, this this young boy, Brayson. But it could have, it didn't necessarily mean that he did both things. And so we needed to go through that process of the trial. We needed to have that so I just want to talk with you about this today. I'm going to go through some of these things. I've talked with some uh, law enforcement officers about this. I wanted their perspective off the record, but I want to share some of that with you. I want to share some of the things that I've I've learned from, from their perspective, from their training. Um, I want to share that. I want to talk also about the charges that have been filed, manslaughter and murder three. I want to talk about what Trey Gowdy, former... Representative from the state of South Carolina, former chair of what the House Judiciary Committee, I believe, back before he resi- retired. Of course, the House is now in the Democrat hands, so now we've got the impeccable Adam Schiff running that committee, which, ye, we see what happened there with the impeachment and so forth. And I want to talk about the protesters, and I want to talk – this is going to go – look, this is a day where I would tell you there's no way possible I can cover all of this in the first hour. fact i'm not entirely sure i can get to it in both hours but um you should take a moment if you want to you know continue this discussion this is uh this is a one a one part show right And, and it's broken up into two hours so it might be a good time to check out youtube or to subscribe to total access where you can get access to this digitally hour number two live as well uh, but check us out on YouTube because I feel like today we're going to go way over. There's just so much to get to. And it's so important. You know, as I think back over the nearly five years that I've done this, I don't know. Again, I said at the beginning, this is one of the hardest days to kind of prepare for, in a sense. There's so much out there. There's fires, metaphorical fires, literal fires, violence, riots, protests. Riot gear, rubber bullets, tear gas, all this stuff, stupid tweets. I mean, hypocrisy, people that are exploiting people in this circumstance, looters, people that are exploiting the circumstances politically, professionally, whatever, bad stuff, terrible stuff. And so I'm just going to try to wade through this with a little bit of a of a roadmap here. And I want to get into what, ha- you know, kind of maybe some of the things that are historically playing into this as well, because there's different groups of protesters, and we'll talk about all that as the program comes together today, probably in the second hour. So, anyway, that'll be on YouTube. I just want you to know that so you can check that out there as well. Just search Todd Huff Show on YouTube and subscribe, or at least, you know, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, check it out there. That being said, Time to take a quick timeout. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Comment on Facebook here from Tim, saying we need to stop the violence first. Agreed. Agreed. The violence needs to be stopped. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it's unfortunate that some act as though they don't really want to. I guess I I, I don't know how to summarize some of the responses that I've seen or heard from folks. Again, some folks believing this is totally justified. I'll get to I'll get to all that, but I want to start here, going back to this disturbing disturbing video i shared that i had spoken with some folks in law enforcement again off off the record but you know saying i could share the content they just don't want to get involved in this and there's of course repercussions and department uh you know that then they're not making official statements they're just helping me understand some things and so um a couple things that again from officers who have have watched I guess the uh, the video and just shared from their experience um what was what was going on the, the biggest issue seemed to be um from what I'm gathering and again this I don't mean to make this sound like this is a universal thing um, I'm sure there's there are probably different opinions what I do know is that the law enforcement officers uh, there's, there's probably some that want to defend someone who's just, you know, because they're a fellow law enforcement officer, kind of circle the wagons. But I'm, you know, the vast majority of them want want justice to be done, whatever that means. And any, I'm not in this particular, well, in all circumstances, including this one, not just this one, is what I'm saying. So the officers that that I've spoken with, it seems to be, and from what I'm understanding, is that there's a lot of. You know, even understanding that maybe, maybe this could have, it was justified in ending up in, you know, him being detained. We don't know. They're not necessarily saying that there's evidence, but we don't know. Things could have happened. Things could have been said. Threats could have been made um, that we don't know about yet. But the issue seems to be the amount of time that, the officer had George Floyd pinned down, and specifically the placement of his knee. Um, I've been told, although there, there seems to be some potential conflicting evidence or opinions on this, I guess, that really instead of, you know, when detaining someone, you should you should place the knee in the upper back, not on directly on, on the neck. And I guess if you do that to, to at least... You know, be mindful of that, that that's not a position that you keep someone in for nearly as long as this particular – in this particular case with, with George Floyd. So the position of the knee and the length of time – and and the guy, you know, George Floyd was not resisting at that point. So this, uh, you know, leads – in my – what I've gathered here just from conversations that, that I've had that uh, these factors – should have led the officer to change positions clearly right and i think i think those of us watching the video we can we can clearly see this um and so but i've also i've also heard that you know the knee on on a neck is a legitimate position so then the question maybe isn't just is it the right you know should the knee have been there but now it becomes how long and is the guy resisting anymore and is it justifiable so anyway we'll talk about all that in fact we've got I think I said Trey Gowdy I mentioned last segment uh, believes that the officer should be tried or excuse me well charged with first degree murder first degree murder instead of third degree murder and uh, manslaughter as he has been charged thus far so so talking here about the the actual the you know the death and talking with with law enforcement officers about this, uh, that's kind of what I've ascertained from from what you know what they're telling us they there might there may or may not be a reason they ended up in that position, right but an officer does have. Does have the right, if certain conditions are met, to do to to restrain and even take a, a suspect to the ground. Those conditions may not have been met. I'm not suggesting they have been. We don't necessarily know. It doesn't look like from the video that he did anything to physically resist. But maybe something was said. I know the attorney involved here uh, came out and made comments saying that there's more evidence um, about this particular case that uh, maybe seems to suggest there might be justification for certain actions he of course took tremendous and people people lost their minds about that but again in the pursuit of justice this is the problem with this is that you know someone sees the video or someone reads the headline or what have you and they're given 5 seconds to decide 5 seconds to decide what they believe about this particular case right and that's just that that's that's problematic right and then on top of that you've got people who are willing to take the video and use it as the catalyst i guess i'm talking there's different types of protesters well there's rioters and then there's protesters for starters but there's some that use this as a catalyst to justify all sorts of violence and behavior that we've seen and so um we're going to we're going to wade through that here as the as the program continues uh, to to come together but i think we can all agree that this is you know, the the videos disturbing there's serious questions that uh, need to be answered and maybe maybe they cannot be answered meaning that uh, the defendant should be convicted of the crimes alleged maybe even of higher charges even than third degree murder that all that stuff look murder requires a a premeditation element so and i'll get into that too i don't want to get too far ahead of myself here but um there's a premeditation element intentionality and so forth um so there's there's lots of things at play here but there's also lots of questions and things that we do not know and I think what's what's being sacrificed here is, is well, law and order and justice, law and order and justice. So this takes a while to play out, and we're watching that play out. It's just not, uh, for some, happening fast enough for others, including as many officers as, as it should in their minds. And so we have these protests, which are one thing, and of course, riots, which are something altogether different, which I'll get into as well. But I got to take a time out here. You're listening here to the Home of Conservative Not bitter Talk. We'll continue our conversation here on this uh, very challenging, difficult, sad day as we enter the month of June here uh, this morning. But we'll continue this conversation when we get back. See you in a minute. So, 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 get it queued back up here. Here we go. All right. So, as I said before the break, there's lots of components and pieces to this, and I shared some insight and thoughts uh, from some of the law enforcement officers that I have spoken with about this. And everyone that I know has a problem with what they've seen on this video. We also have to realize that there's some evidence that we don't know that that exists outside of that video. I'm not saying that it necessarily excuses anything. I just mean that there's more to the story um, even if it doesn't exonerate or if it's you know there may be further evidence that um, that's not good for the defendant in this case, it just means that there's more evidence. That's the whole point of a trial. And none of this, none of the things that we find out in the future may justify anything that we've seen. I'm not even s- suggesting it can or can't at this, this point. I'm just simply saying there's a process here, and I don't want to see someone convicted by public opinion or by you know pressure to do something that wouldn't normally be done. That does not mean, of course, that I'm in favor of... In favor of uh, anything like uh, you know corruption or covering up or racism in police departments or whatever it is that would have precipitated this. I'm not arguing for that that needs to be cleaned up and, and gotten out of anywhere in particular in this case law enforcement uh, department or uh, Minnesota police, or wherever it is, small towns, big cities, anywhere in between around this, around this country, this needs to be eradicated. But at the same time, at the same time, we don't want to see someone convicted or tried or whatever uh, just because people start rioting, right? I mean, that should go without, without saying. But I think today, unfortunately, it does uh, need to be said, and I want to see the defendant be able to get a free trial or a fair trial, not a free trial, a fair trial. So again, I come with this. I shared this earlier perspective of someone who served on a jury. I don't want to make it about me or that. I I just think you know, there's things if you if you've served on a jury, if you've studied our system of justice, that that matters. Um, that basically. There's pressure to not follow those rules at this point, and again, we're only a weekend, um, and we have to be able to to balance these things, right? So I'm getting here to the, the protesters, um, the protesters here in just a moment, but I want to say something else. So the – when you look at the charges, when you look at the charges – First, second. Well, the, the actual charges are third-degree murder and manslaughter. So far, that could, that of course can can change, but potentially. But as of right now, third-degree murder, murder, murder three, or and manslaughter. Trey Gowdy's out there saying that this should be a murder one case, and his argument is, you know, when he's this officer, he he says clearly, no one believes that this officer woke up in that day and thought this is what I plan to do because murder requires that. Murder one especially requires that premeditation. And so he's saying that's not what he's arguing, but instead he's saying when you have someone detained, in this case, George Floyd, and your knees in a position, and the, the, the suspect or the person who's detained is writhing in pain, is begging for you to get off his neck, telling you that he can't breathe, telling you, you know, basically he's in serious trouble. Um, and you don't listen, and you have all- you know people in the crowd with cameras, some with cameras, some telling you you're gonna kill this guy, get off of him you're gonna you're gonna kill him, get off of him, and they don't the officer doesn't listen Trey gowdy says former prosecutor again i'm paraphrasing here, but basically at some at what point it doesn't you know for premeditation to be the case, you don't have to go back days and weeks it could be you know I can see that this is. Clearly, there's a reasonable um, a reasonable belief here that what I'm doing to this person may inflict harm up to the point of death. If I continue to do that, Trey Gowdy says, at what point do those screams for help from the victim, from the crowd, uh, be grounds to say he's made a decision to carry out an act that directly leads to the death and we got a lot of evidence to to piece together here but that's that's the argument from Trey Trey Gowdy. reminds me again as I'm thinking about the trial that I served on the charge that um, that the defendant had in the case that that we were you know on the jury I served was conspiracy conspiracy to commit murder there weren't actually murder charges because they couldn't prove which of the Uh, Two supposed caregivers, the mother or the live-in boyfriend, actually committed the act. Instead, they knew that they both wanted Brayson, as terrible as this is to say, they both wanted him dead. And so they charged with conspiracy. And I remember the prosecutor telling us, because there wasn't like this, you know, wasn't like there was a meeting and notes and, you know, this elaborate plan, but he said – conspiracy doesn't take an elaborate plan it just takes the agreement of two people to do the said act and he said he used the analogy of if you know if you know somebody's walking across a parking lot and someone comes up in a car and says hey i'm gonna go rob a bank you want to come join me and the person agrees and jumps in the car like that's they've agreed and so to trey gowdy's point and i'm not saying he's right or wrong but just to to paint the picture here, uh, to paint the picture, there potentially could be the grounds for uh, more serious charges, even than, than murder three in the state of Minnesota. And again, this is coming from Trey Gowdy. So that's a possibility as well. And then we've got these other officers, right? So I find myself, as I'm thinking about this, thinking, you know what? They've filed charges that include murder charges on this officer in Minnesota and i find myself asking what else what else are the protesters upset about at this point i mean it obviously you could say that it happened to begin with and that's a terrible awful we've already gone through all that terrible thing but what what else can the police departments that they're speaking out against do at this point i mean yes maybe prevent people from being hired who do these sorts of things okay but i don't know how you like What's that moment in time where you see that take place, right? So they've, they've gotten the reaction. I'm I'm not suggesting that the reaction is in direct response to the, the riots, but they've gotten the, the action that they want to see in this case. But they also want to see these other cops charged, which you know, I don't know. I'm not a, an attorney, but we have to – in order to be charged with a crime, you have to clearly be able to articulate what the charge is that the officers committed, what crime they they committed. And maybe there is a crime, maybe there isn't, but we have to make sure we follow the law here, not just that people uh, don't want to see officers stand by and do something, you know, not intervene here. And clearly, you know, they should have. In fact, when I was talking to the law enforcement officers I I spoke with, uh, what I heard was, Something should have been said, but the question of something should have been said by another officer versus uh, someone broke the law, that's not necessarily the same the same thing. So we just have to be careful here and make sure that we're following the law and not just reacting because large groups of people are demanding. It could very well be the case that something needs to be filed again. I'm just trying to call it. There just needs to be a return to calm, and reason, and law and order here, and it begins with stopping the violence, but also includes handling this the proper way, which means following the law, not protecting the, the police department because you know they're the police department, but also not targeting them because the you know the protesters seem to want to uh, have all these folks basically suffer the consequences of. What may or may not be in the cases of the officers who didn't intervene, um, doesn't matter in some of these folks' minds if they committed a crime. they just want these folks tried and convicted on the spot, and that's not good either. The system has to play out, and it just takes time unfortunately. many cases take way too long, right I mean some of these appeals process goes on for go on for years and years and years decades um But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a weekend. So anyway, that said, I got to take a break. Come back, continue this conversation. You're listening to the Home of Conservative, Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Sorry, having a conversation with Oz here behind the uh, scenes, and anyway, back at it here. So, talked about the charges a little bit. Um, I, let, let's talk about the protests a bit. Let's talk about the protests a bit because there's, I think, a couple of different types of of individuals, um, individuals here. There are those who are um genuinely concerned for and this again we're going to get into this next hour so i should probably stop because i just have a few minutes left here this hour youtube is where we'll continue this conversation just search todd huff show on youtube um and it'll, hour two is not on facebook it's on youtube you can also get uh listen through uh being a member of, of total access on our website so, those are the two ways you can listen, so I'll just kind of set this up as I'm looking at the clock here. Don't have a whole lot of a lot of time left before that, but there's three i think there's at least three groups of people that may be involved in this whole protest slash riot situation, and we'll talk about that in in the next hour but let me let me say this the the protesting is not rioting right, and so in fact, I've I've seen some celebrities, even Steve Carell. You look back here. I got some. Well, maybe it's not back here. I'm a huge fan of The Office. Huge fan of The Office. Huge fan of, of what of Michael Scott. Great, one of the greatest TV characters in my estimation of of all time. You know, Michael Scott, Kramer. Maybe throw George Costanza in there. Um, throw in maybe even Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. I just these characters are great to me, but. Michael Scott, of course, played by Steve Carell. So people like Carell. Uh, Seth Rogen was another one. Um, I think, uh, what's John Legend's wife's name? I always forget. Chrissy Teigen? Yeah, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, she's a little crazy. Maybe a lot crazy. Anyway, so they they go online and tweet out and saying we're going to basically donate X amount of dollars to bail people out of jail for for protesting and someone correctly responds on Twitter and says no one's arrested well there's always mistakes but you know potential mistakes but you're not legally allowed to be arrested for protesting right you're not that that's not what you're you're arrested for the rioting part right and that's one of the things I've done on this program from time to time when your protest becomes a riot right and so but there are people who are protesting. There are people who are rioting. There are cities that have been burned. There are people that show up at these things for the express purpose or sometimes not the express purpose, but the clear purpose, even though they don't, they don't uh, state it out openly, but for the clear purpose of destroying cities and businesses and using that for other political leverage. And we'll talk about all that stuff in the next hour, but we'll be on YouTube for that. Again, there's a couple of groups of people, a couple of groups of protesters. Uh, there, there's protesters all the way up to rioters and a couple of groups of people that we find involved here. And I want to go through that. I want to look at the history of this. I want to talk about um, – I just want to talk about this fairly. I think I want just, to just try to be as, as objective and just present viewpoints as best I can without judging them at this particular point. Can make it there is a time to make a judgment, but let's understand first. Understanding is key. So that being said, one more quick time out. You're listening to conservative not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Waning moments of hour number one today. In fact, just a few remaining seconds here as I've been long in really that third segment. Um, so we'll continue on YouTube. YouTube, to search Todd Huff Show. That's where we'll be streaming hour number two, talking about these protesters, a little bit of the – maybe the history. Try to have a an understanding of some of the viewpoints here, the different – folks that are involved, the different groups of people involved. So we'll continue that conversation here on our program. Thanks for listening. SDGCNFU.